This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Yes. Can you blame Zach? Of course. And the coach has certainly got his share of the blame. And Nathaniel Hackett. When it's this bad, the person who's most responsible for where the Jets are at this moment in time, for where this season is at, is the GM. If for no other reason, he's the guy who picks Zach Wilson. And I hear all the, the talking points. Well, you can't get anyone else now. Well, then you screwed up. That's a clear cut sign you screwed up. Robert Sala is 12 and 25, and he clearly does not believe in the quarterback. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. But what are the chances that this is playing during the Sunday night football game going to break? Yeah, I get the feeling that's a pretty good possibility. Man, if I could only pick that into my NFL picks. Oh, my God. Speaking of bad. My picks have been terrible so far this year. Talking about bad movie. That's a bad movie. That's uh, curveballs along the way. <laughs> that, uh, that was a TV movie. Well, Joe and Harvey, if I say worst movie you've ever seen, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Trolls 2 for me. Now, Trolls 2? Yes, this is a 1990 movie. This is not the animated movie. That has made the ra- the, the rounds. No, uh, yeah, no, I got you. I got you there. Yeah, but the the funny thing about Trolls Two, there is no Trolls One, and there is no Trolls Three. There is only Trolls Two. It is perhaps the worst movie ever created. If you want to laugh at just bad movie making, mm-hmm. watch Trolls Two. And this is not the animated Trolls. This is this is pre. Was there anybody in Trolls Two that we know of? Cast the cast. Is there anybody there? George Hardy. Michael George Hardy. I don't know if I know George Hardy. I know Tom Hardy. Any relation to Tom Harvey? I don't believe so. No, all right. Harvey, what about you? Uh, every Harry Potter movie ever made. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's Harry, ridiculous. Harry Potter stinks. Oh, that's that's silly. You're that's a big Harry silly. Potter they're, they're guy? Fine. I mean, I don't know that they, that they live up to the... I didn't read the books, clearly. You read all 35,000 pages of the no, series? No, I did not read the books. It would be a little... Like, Harry Potter came out when I was, like, 32. It would be weird for a grown man to be reading Harry Potter books. Are we sure? Yeah. I'm sure there's, be... there's weirder stuff. And look, there's... I didn't do... A, I have not done a lot of book reading since college. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'll get, get one. No, no, I did not get into the Harry Potter. But no, seriously, I mean, there's got to be worse movies you've seen. Nope. All right. Harry Potter is the That's... worst movie franchise in America. I, I didn't ask you the worst movie franchise. That's ridiculous. Again, ridiculous. All I right, can't take your let, opinion on anything when you say things like Let's this. have a famous debate because you and I have gone back and forth in this. I like this debate just for the fun of it. Okay. You get one movie to watch, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, any movie of the series. Or the Irishman. Oh, it's not even close. The Irish. Oh, that was so bad it's and the, so long. It's one of the I great think the Irishman is longer than all of the Harry Potter franchise combined. I, I felt doubt that it. way. It's one of the great movies ever. No, it's not. Scorsese. No, it's not. It was terrible. De Niro it was Pacino. terrible, and it was laughable. They had they had so much CGI on Robert De Niro. He looked like a he looked like a robot. He looked, like, he looked he, like one of those. Remember those ads they used to do? Was it Duracell or Energizer where they had like a family of like wooden robots? That's what he looked like. He looked like one of the wooden robots. 
I thought he'd never look better. I thought I was ranging ball oh, over again. Tara, you, you see, and they see, and they say I'm a troll. Oh, you're sarcasm. Blah, blah, blah. Me? No, that's not me. That's that's Harvey. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the time. I probably should not have bothered asking. Curveballs along the way. That was the Joe Torre move, but that was a TV movie. I don't know that that qualifies. I think still the Jaws one with Michael Caine. That probably was the worst one of all time, for me. And I watched every second. I don't really remember it now, outside of the fact when the when when the shark jumps out of the water, it roars like a lion. And I don't know that much about sharks. I'm pretty sure they don't roar. I'm fairly confident. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? Talking about the Jets. Talking about uh, Zach Wilson and facing off against the Chiefs this weekend, and and just it does seem like a lot of people feel like this is going to be his his last start. That after this start, they're going to. I, I don't I don't think that that's going to be the case. Now again, you need to have context. I don't know how this game is going to go, but if he goes out there and throws five interceptions, it would be very difficult to go back to him the following week. But, but I'm not one that goes like this week. You had him, uh, Robert Salas saying uh, and expressing support for Zach Wilson. He's our starting quarterback. And it was like, he gives us our best chance to win. And at the time they didn't have, they had him and Tim Boyle. Yeah. I, he wasn't lying to you. He does get now. He's not saying he gives you a great chance to win, but yes, he gives you your best chance to win when those are the two options. Yes, Zach Wilson is better than Tim Boyle. That's all he's telling you. And then the next day he comes out and says that Zach Wilson has to get better. Like he still needs to, there's things that he needs to improve on. Be, oh, he's changing his tune. No, he's just, he's just providing you context for that. Like when he says that Zach Wilson gives, you, gives them their best chance to win, he's not saying that Zach Wilson's great. He's not saying that Zach Wilson doesn't have things to improve on. So that was not changing his tune in any way. So I'm not somebody who lives and dies with every twist and turn of what the, the head coach says, because I think he's, he's trying to be honest given the situation. But if he has been saying this entire Zach Wilson's our, our, our quarterback and then they go out and he's, he's, he's bad within the, the range of what you kind of expect, like he doesn't go out there and throw five interceptions, but he's not good. I, I don't know that they can automatically just turn the page on Zach Wilson after that. I think that he, he's got to have a long... Uh, to me, it, it, he, he gets until the bye. Or at least until the Broncos game. Because that's the one winnable game that you've had here that, that maybe you can make work. Because the Broncos... I mean, any idiot who would pick the Broncos at this point, boy, what a clown that person has to be. All right, let's go back to the phones. one 800 919 espn is the uh, telephone number. Javier is in Queens. Javier, what's going on? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, man? Before I say what I say, I just want to clarify. I was at the game on Sunday. I had a tailgate close to you guys. Uh, a couple of friends of mine went by, said hello. I couldn't make it because I was cooking. But you were wearing the Merino jersey at the, at the game, right? I was, yeah. So, you know, I, I, every time I call, I'm very nice. I, 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 I laud, you know, I, I, I shout you out. I think you're doing a good job today, but you're a bad guy. How do you wear a Merino jersey? To a Jets Pats game, it's not just because it's an AFC East affair. Is that is that why you thought that the jersey was welcome in the stadium? Well, it was a Jets and Patriots game. I want I want nothing but bad things for both organizations as a Dolphin fan. And last year, 
<laughs> last year I was going to the game and I was in, I was specifically instructed to not wear any dolphin paraphernalia. This year I was not going to the game, so I felt like, hey, at least I can wear my dolphin. And I and people on like social media, oh, he's not even a dolphin fan. He didn't even wear a jersey. I was specifically instructed by management do not wear. Miami Dolphin paraphernalia going into the stadium. And, and look, I follow the rules. I do what I'm told. Uh, but this year I felt like I was allowed. And plus, you know, sometimes I'm not the, the big high-profile guy. And if anybody knows me, they know I'm a Dolphin fan. So I figured if I throw on the Dolphin jersey, maybe people would know a little bit of who I am or, or stuff like that. So uh, that's why I wear the so Dolphin just, jersey. Just proof that, you know, even bad people can be very good at radio. All right? So I appreciate that. Um, no problem. So, I, you know, I'm a Jets fan. I was there on Sunday. Uh, the line could not keep Rodgers upright for three weeks for me to be able to see him. But I knew the season was over well before that when uh, I run a group and my group ticket agent, I normally get free preseason tickets with my group package. And she said, this year we're not giving out free preseason tickets because you, my friend, are going to have priority to the first home playoff game when, you know, if and when we get there. And when she told me that in July, I just knew that it was over. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it does. Uh, it, it is kind of shocking. Uh, and Javier, thanks for the phone call. Uh, and thanks for the kind words. Um, it is shocking how things have gone. And uh, it, it, it would, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Jet fan, but I can put myself in that position because it's not like the Dolphins, again, are ringing up championships left and right as, as good as the season has gotten off to this year. Um, it's it's kind of hard to believe that you're going down this road again, going down this road again with Zach Wilson and that the quarterback suffers the exact same injury as Vinny tested. Like the last time, and maybe not the last time, but certainly one of the big years going into the year, you thought, Hey, this, this team has a real chance to do big things. And the quarterback goes down with a, with an Achilles injury. And then how many years later, whatever it was, 98 to, to, to 2023. And then all of a sudden it's, it's the same injury. It is, um, is kind of crazy. It is kind of wild. Uh, let's go to Stephen is in New Jersey. Stephen, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's happening? Good morning. How y'all doing? Uh, so let me flow like water real quick. Uh, the one gentleman said because uh, Zach Wilson could throw 60 yards down the field, but he can't read the field. That's contradicting yourself. Why would you want a, 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 a freaking um, professor to teach the class, but he can't read the term papers? That don't make any sense. You want a quarterback on the field that can do all of that. He can lead the field. Now, as far as Aaron Rodgers go, like I was telling the gentleman to answer the calls, uh, Father Time is undefeated. They should have had a backup plan, so that definitely is Joe Douglas and Robert Holler dropping the ball. They need to cut their pride and bench Zach Wilson. I'd rather have Owen Wilson out there playing as quarterback for the New York Jets right now. Uh, he looks terrified. He looks worse than when Sam Donald said he was seeing ghosts out there. Um, so, uh, And another thing is, as far as New York sports go, we always go after the, the, the player with the big name that's over the hill. Not saying Aaron Rodgers is over the hill, but his body is definitely showing that it's over the hill. Uh, mentally and arm-wise, I feel like he could still play, but his body's saying otherwise. Hopefully this is a wake-up call for the New York sports organizations all throughout the, the tri-state area to stop going after these washed-up – now, I don't want to say washed-up. Let me, let me mark my words. Uh, stop going after these older players. That's that's not it anymore. And they need to stop trying to draft these high quarterbacks because they clearly can't develop quarterbacks. They haven't been able to do that. Um, they, now they're saying, you know, they, they will beg Geno Smith to come back when he was already here. You can clearly see that we're not able to, to uh, develop quarterbacks the right way. 
So stop trying to go after these top 10 quarterbacks. And once you go down the line and look for a quarterback that's able to actually uh, hold the field down like a Brock Purdy. Look, Tom Brady wasn't the top 10 quarterback. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the top 10 quarterback. You have to look at the talent-wise. It's the same thing with the Knicks. You'll go after a player like Frank Nilakina, and then everybody's going, oh, Frank is this, Frank is that. Oh, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. I know I'm talking basketball right now, but they need to stop it. All right, stop stop trying to hold your right, beliefs and see, feel I, like I, your beliefs I, I, I is you. all that. I, I got you. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, you are kind of making it a like the Jets blew the second pick in the draft, so you want them to only draft quarterbacks in the seventh round like Brock Purdy? Uh, well, you can't go with these old quarterbacks, but don't draft these guys high up either. <laughs> you got you to gotta find one. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Jets screwed up by getting Aaron Rodgers. I told you that at the time that's that was their best path forward, but we do have to all recognize now – that was always plan B. It was ne- the, the original plan was never to have to go and, 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 and bring in a quarterback from another organization when you're drafting a quarterback a couple of years earlier with the second pick in the draft. Uh, it was completely understandable. Uh, I, I get why they did what they did. They, they felt like they were a quarterback away from being significant and being relevant and being a playoff team. They took a look at the, the landscape of who was available. Rodgers was available. I'm not going to crush them for that now because it turned out wrong, but it was always plan B. That was, that was never the way they wanted to. And, and they found themselves in kind of a desperate situation. So uh, for all the things and all the criticism, well, you did this to allow you allowed Rogers to do this and you did, they were desperate. They outsourced the quarterback position to someone else. They had a spot on in their company. They couldn't figure out how to solve it. They knew they had to solve it. So they went out and got somebody who was great at that position that they were looking to fill, and they allowed them to have the lay of the, And of course, of course you would do that because you want that person to come here and be the, what does this person need to succeed? They want the offensive coordinator? Check. They want a couple of players that they're used to? Check. They want to bring in Tim Boyle to back that? Check. You're not going to bring in Rodgers and then think, hey, we're going to, We'll get him, but we're going to lay down the law. Who are you to lay down the law to anybody? You need him more than he needs you. Although it didn't seem like there were a lot of teams that were going after Rodgers. I still think you needed him a whole lot more than, than he needed you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get into the Giants a little bit. Coming up, we'll get into uh, week four in the NFL a little bit. And where Giant fans are at as we get into a very important game on Monday night. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Would you, whatever your favorite, Joe, let's take you for an example, Joe Leo. You're a, are Jets the biggest team? You're number one? The Yankees are. The Yankees are. Let's use Jets because the Yankees have won in your lifetime. Jets haven't. Would you accept that it will rain Every single day from now until the start of next season, but the Jets win a championship. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah, I think I would too. If it rained, I was thinking about that because the Dolphins 3-0 and to start the season, but it rains every day this year. New York City would like turn into the- Venice, but... Yeah, well, look, there is that possibility. If it rains every single day, there are, there are going to be significant challenges you're going to have to overcome. There might be days where you're swimming to work. That, that's a possibility. 
But if I'm guaranteed a, a Jets Super Bowl, yeah. I, I think I would uh, take a deep breath. And I was a college swimmer, so I, I'm. I think I'm uh, okay swimming to work once or twice if it, if the Jets end up with a Lombardi Trophy. And it's also it's fairly depressing. Every day you wake up, it's raining. It's well, not on cloudy, Sundays if the Jets gloomy. are winning. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, maybe that's what you have to hope for. Maybe it just rains so much that uh, the Chiefs just can't keep up with it, and, and somehow the, the Jets do. It's possible, right? Would the, If the Jets beat the Chiefs on Sunday night, that would have to be – like every year you get one game where it's like, wow, how the heck did that happen? What a weird – that would have to be the game this year, right? Oh, like, hands down. But yeah. we already think that that's the Bills game, No. With the Jets? the Jets beating the Bills? Yeah. Well, yeah, but not at the time because it was week one and it felt like the Jets were, yes, the quarterback was an issue, but the other aspects of the team were, were solid, right? The defense is very good and the, and you got a special teams play, okay, great. And, and the running game, I mean, Brees Hall looked fantastic. But retroactively, you, that's the game. And the Jets do generally play well against the Bills. Well, up until the last week of the season, yes. The, the 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 Chiefs are better than the Bills. So if you are to beat the Chiefs, that would be a, a more sizable upset, I would think. How many games do you think, if this were to happen, we are we are living in uh, delusional land here. Mm-hmm. But if Wilson beats the Chiefs, how mm-hmm. many more games do you think that buys him as the Jets oh starting God. quarterback? Uh, the, the, the phone calls. For weeks, will be well. This guy was good enough to beat the Chiefs. He put a game plan together to beat. The, it doesn't even matter how they beat the Chiefs. He could throw four interceptions, but if they beat the Chiefs somehow, well, he was good enough to beat the Chiefs. That's what people will go with. And 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 a lot of times, the analysis around the quarterback is just so bizarre. Like with the Giants, the Giants are one and two have looked god awful, and and have looked awful in a way where they cannot block. And they cannot tackle. And yet a lot of the analysis about the Giants this year, you know, Daniel Jones has not stepped up. Well, how is he supposed to step up? The defense has been horrendous. And the offensive line gives him no time to throw. Well, you're paying him $40 million. The analysis surrounding the quarterback's bad a lot of times. But, yeah, if, if, they, beat, if they beat the Chiefs, Zach Wilson, be careful what you wish for. You might want to beat the Chiefs right now, but – that will, that will assure Zach Wilson a longer leash. And it is surprising to me the amount of people who think that, um, that he's going to get benched after this game. Maybe he will. I, I, it kind of depends on – but I wouldn't think that going in as long as he's, like, regular bad. Now, if he's hysterically bad, then that's different. If he goes out and, and just single-handedly – like he, it's almost like he's a mole for the other team. Then, okay, fine. But If he plays as bad as the Jacksonville game last year, is this his last start for the Jets? I don't think so. I, th- I still think he's going to get that Broncos game. Because if you're ever going to turn him around, you, you got to get him a, 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 an opponent that at least you got a real good chance to – you're better than them, right? Like you're not better than the Chiefs. You're not better than the, the, the Cowboys. You're not better than these teams. So, and you're not better than the Eagles. So give him the Broncos game. And if he can get through that one and get you a win there and you can win that game either with him or, or uh, in spite of him, well, then that's one thing. That's – 
I think that that has to be. And then you get the Eagles, and then you get the bye. And then I think you can sit back and, and take a look at where you're at. If you're 1-5, well, then all bets are off. But if you're 2-4, and four, and he doesn't, he's not costing you games single-handedly, I think that he's probably going to get a longer leash. Because I, I think he's probably still better than Trevor Simeon. I mean, it's close. It's hard for me to believe you couldn't find somebody who's better than Zach Wilson, but it, it seems like they went into this whole equation looking to get someone who could not compete with Zach, which really kind of narrows down the field. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Tim is in New York. Tim, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? I'm great. First time listener. Uh calling in for the first time i'm sitting here with my son and we were going over the worst movies that we possibly saw we couldn't wait for it to be over for me it was superman for the request for peace and for him it was the remake <laughs> you know, of you know what the, a good sign of a really bad movie is it has a really long title like it's a sequel oh and then they goodness. have to explain it even more than that in the in the, in the title yes that's, that's generally a yeah, sign that this like, is not going to be good how worse can that be right so you know, just piggybacking off of everything that you said, I agree with you about uh, uh, the GM for the Jets and the coach about uh, them being wrong for uh, selecting Zach and not putting him in the best light. Um, and they and they deserve all the blame for where we are today. And I, I even think that they're even more so to blame for choosing Aaron Rodgers, as old as he is, when they could have selected, uh, 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 went after Derek Carr and kept all their picks, kept all their money, and then built up their offensive line. And we could use some of them super rats, super subway rats on the offensive line that would have helped us out this year. And we wouldn't have to worry about uh, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson because we could have retained Mike White. And then we would have had a stronger team for this year. Now the, you know the year might be blown up because of, all the gambling that they did just to bring in Aaron Rodgers and to try to win a Super Bowl. No one wins a Super Bowl in a single year. So I don't even know why they they gambled so high on bringing in Aaron Rodgers and then maintaining Zach Wilson as the backup. If they were going to go all in with Aaron Rodgers, then they should have kept Mike White to go forward with him because that would have been the path forward. And I just think, you know – they I think, Tim, that no matter and, where and they went, I think it. that probably – and, Tim, thanks for the phone call. I think that more than likely Mike White would have went somewhere else because it was clear that the Jets really didn't believe in Mike White with the way things went last year. Uh, and he was looking for a path to starting. And he got a, he got a pretty good offer from, my, you know, two years. I think it was $8 million total. That's, that's pretty good uh, – backup money for a guy who's really played in, in a handful of games and who's been around the league for, for quite some time. So I, I, I don't know that necessarily keeping Mike White was a possibility, although I do think they had to do something better at backup than Zach Wilson. That, that much is clear. No matter what path they chose there, it would have been a better path. I, I'm not going to go and, and do revisionist history now with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's hurt now. So uh, who knows how they – Derek Carr's not a very good quarterback. Now, he's, he's able, to, he's going to play again this season. But when we went into the offseason uh, and there was talk about Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson, uh, Aaron Rodgers seemed 
to me, like the clearest path forward, right? You didn't have to give up a bunch of picks to get him like you would have had to Lamar Jackson. Uh, he, was, he was available. It was only money. And he's better. If he's healthy, he's better even now than Derek Carr. So I'm not going to go back and, and now make it say, oh, he got hurt. You should have went for Derek Carr. If I wasn't saying that at the time, that's unfair. That's unfair. Uh, let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave is in New Milford. Dave, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How's it going today? I'm good, Dave. What's up? So uh, I know Carrie Underwood loves to say waiting all day for Sunday night, but I wish this Jets-Chiefs game was a 1 o'clock affair. I'm not looking forward to waiting all day to probably see a Jets, another Jets loss. Um, <laughs> I was talking to you last weekend about the Jets defense putting up or shutting up, and I think, you know, for the most part they put up, but the one thing they're still lacking, and it was the same problem last year, they don't get that big play, whether it's a big third down sack or a turnover to help the offense get maybe into better scoring position. They're still not doing that. So hopefully maybe tomorrow they get a big sack. Maybe they could get Patrick Mahomes to turn the ball over, but we need to start seeing that with them. And with Zach Wilson, I kind of link Zach Wilson to that bad pop Warner quarterback. That's only starting because his dad's the head coach. Um, I would say they're a JV offense, but I feel like that's disrespecting a good JV team. I think Hackett just needs to let him rip it tomorrow. If he throws five picks, who cares? Honestly, well, who cares? trust me, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate the phone call. People are going to care. <laughs> he, he, as poorly as he played in, in the game against the Patriots, he, he, you were in position. Like the game plan, for all the criticism of the game plan, you were in position to win that game. Now you're taking a step up in class. The Chiefs are, are, are better than the Patriots, so maybe you have to open it up more. But for all the criticism of the, of the game plan against New England, oh, it's too conservative, your coach is skip. you were in position to win the game. And I think when you're playing with a quarterback that you don't trust, that's kind of the best thing that you could hope for. And while you might not be waiting all day for a Sunday night, uh, I think if, if, if things go the way it seems like they might, you might be waiting all day for week 18. <laughs> Can't get here soon enough if it goes sideways the way it seems like it certainly could. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know what's funny to me about the Namath spot on the K Show the other day was one of the big reactions, maybe it was Wednesday, maybe it was Thursday, was that, well, Joe Namath is disgruntled. He's away from the organization. He's disgruntled at the organization, and that's the motivation for why he said what he said. Like, he's got this ulterior motive. He's got an axe to grind because of, uh, of things behind the scenes. Problem with that is he's right. And I did not get the sense that this is somebody who's, who's bitter at the organization for not paying him the proper respect. Because if that were the case, well, then why would he have waited until now, right? There's been a thousand things along the way over the last dozen years or so where he could have come out and, 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 and hammered the organization, and he has not done that. So I would think that that came from – and if you, especially if you watch the video of him talking with the K show, you can tell he's legitimately ticked off. This is not just somebody – who's been waiting for an opportunity to get back at, at people or get back at an organization that fe- that he feels like has done him wrong. He's a guy that's, who's a fan who is sitting there watching this and, and can't believe what he's seeing here week after week. And he can't take it. He's mad as hell and he can't take it anymore. And, and really, who can blame him? Who can blame him? All right, so uh, we'll get back to the calls. one 800 919 
ESPN is the telephone number. I did want to touch on the Giants because the Giant game this week is the bigger game. Giants-Seahawks Monday night. Uh, and this, I know people have made it out that this is a must-win game. Well, this is a must-win kind of game. If, if our takeaway from the Giants through three weeks of the season is they're at a stage of development where they're not talented enough to compete against the really elite talent teams in the sport, well, then that would mean that you have to be beating the teams that are a notch below that at a pretty good clip if you're going to get back to where you were last year making the playoffs and that kind of thing. So the Seahawks kind of fit into that that um, that range to me. They're not the elite teams in the NFL. They're not the, the Eagles. They're not the, the Niners. And in terms of talent, they're not the Cowboys. But they're, they should be a better judge. You're going to have to beat teams like that if you're going to make the playoffs. If you can't compete against the really top teams, you have to beat the, the, the next notch below. And I, that's the Seahawks to me. And unfortunately for the Giants, despite the record, they have two areas where they really need to improve. Unfortunately, those areas are blocking and tackling, or really specifically blocking and defense. Because the offensive line has been god-awful. And really, you know what kind of strikes me is we have watched awful offensive line play, both teams, for years now. Think about the amount of times we've talked about the offensive line for the Giants and talked about the offensive line for the Jets. Do you realize how bad it still has to be for it to get mentioned year after year? You would figure at some point it would just be like, oh, I, can't, I can't take it. We can't talk about the offensive line. No, we're still talking about it. Now with the Giants, their offensive line isn't bang, banged up. I don't, it doesn't look like uh, Andrew Thomas is going to play. Didn't practice yesterday. Who knows? Maybe there's a change there. But they have to get that squared away. The offensive line has to be significantly better than it's been because otherwise they can't do – it's one thing. You don't have to have perfect offensive line play to, to be able to, to do something on offense. But if it's god-awful, and so far for the Giants, it's been god-awful, it's impossible to do anything. But the bigger concern to me for the Giants has been the defense. Again, the offensive line has been terrible – but at least you can kind of explain it away because of the injuries. The defense, what's the, what's the excuse there? I, I, it would be nice to get Ojolari back. That would, that, that would certainly help. But the pass rush has been bad. The run defense has been worse. And the tackling has been worse than the worst. Like, is there a term for worse than worse? Whatever it is. Bottom basement? Dumpster fire? That has been the tackling. So they, they have to, the, the defense is supposed to be the calling card of the New York Giants, and the calling card has been nine one one. The defense has been awful, and, and there's just no way for them to be the team you want them to be unless the defense is significantly better than it has been so far. I mean, every area of the defense has been a red flag, and it's weird to me that through three games we've spent as much time talking about Daniel Jones as we have when those two other areas, I get it. He's the quarterback. I get it. He's making $40 million a year. Those two areas of the team, it's kind of impossible. If you're not blocking and you can't play defense, it really doesn't matter who your quarterback. It doesn't matter what you're paying him. And this idea, well, but he's supposed to elevate. This is a perfect example. The Giants, he's supposed to elevate what he has. Look at what the Seattle Seahawks have on offense. Look at their receivers. Look at their running game. 
it's so much significantly better. So I get it. Daniel Jones is supposed to elevate what he's got, but what he's got is not great. And for all the talk about, is he top five as a quarterback in the NFC? Look at his weapons. His weapons, they're improved, but they're still bottom five in terms of, of where they rank against the other teams in the, in the conference. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. We've moved uh, what I learned to, on TikTok to 1130 today because um, you, you, you play the hits and, and you got to take advantage. You got to make hay while the sun shines. And, and at least there's the possibility that the next week this time we don't have Zach Wilson to talk about because uh, based on how things go on Sunday night. So let's do it while we can, people. Let's do it while we can. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Mika is in New York City. Mika, what's going on? Hello? Yeah, Mika, what's going on, man? What's going on? You. So I've been listening the whole time. Uh -huh. and I feel like the only way that the Jets can come back from this is to sign somebody like right now. And okay. the person I feel is good for that. Even though I know who the owner is and his political views, it shouldn't matter. He's a businessman at the end of the day. And I think Woody should sign Colin Kaepernick. Well, Mika, there is a, a thanks for the phone call. There's a better chance that you start a quarterback. There's a better chance that you are, that, that Woody Johnson calls up and, and says, Mika, we need you. They're zero, like uh, Mr. Blutowski's great point average in, uh, in Animal House. The odds are 0. 0. 0.0. Let's go out to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, what's up, man? Gordon, I really appreciate you letting the Jets discussion uh, dominate uh, the conversation today, but there's a pitching performance last night that we need to discuss. There was? Who? Where, where, where was this? Who is this person well, you're talking about, Tommy? Well, he didn't record a single out. Hmm. How does... And uh, what, what does he make? $27 million a year? And uh, we're going to go eight earned runs, six hits, two walks, no outs? I, what is going on with this guy? Carlos Rodon, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not yeah, good. Oh, yeah, you said the name. It's, it's like, I, you know, bring it back to the Harry Potter. It's like you don't yeah, see he, Yeah, who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. There's no question. And it's funny, Tommy, and thanks for the phone call. It, it, it's almost like as soon as we started to like, – it's almost like as soon as you started to get to feel good about anything with the Yankees this season, it was just snatched away from you. Like just when you thought, oh, Jason Dominguez is coming up, and he is, he's, he is what we thought he is. He is, he is this kind of like generational talent. At least signs are there that he might be as good as, as, as advertised. Oh, he needs Tommy John surgery. He's got it. And, and not that it was able to be salvaged at this point, but you watch Cole go out there and, and, and finish off a, a Cy Young season, and you watch Judge do what he does, and all of a sudden you're thinking, ah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible season, but looking forward, you still have these absolute stars for next year, and then to go out against the Royals and, and watch Carlos Rodon um, do what he did last night. Ugh. How many more? Five more years? Ugh. So uh, I would like to say that I'm just simply playing the hits as the, as the sports talk show host. But, yes, talking about the Jets allows me to avoid talking about uh, Carlos Rodon. But we'll, we'll get to the Yankees uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your Giants calls, more of your Jets calls. And week four around the NFL, too.
Coming up next, it's the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM. Mr. Blutowski. Zero point zero. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, I did not see this one coming, but the narrative that the Jets just need have Zach Wilson go out there and open it up. And if he throws three interceptions or four interceptions, who cares? Who cares? It's not a big deal. You're going to lose anyway. Ah, throw, throw the ball around. You're not serious, right? Like, <laughs> who cares? Trust me, people will care. Trust me, the people in the building will care. That guy's teeth will come flying out of his, he'll fall four rows in front of him. They, he won't be able to catch him, he'll be so angry. No, the people will care. People will care. And again, for all the, the criticism of the game plan, oh, it's too conservative, oh, you, you, gotta, you gotta open it up some, they were in, it was the right position, it was the right game plan in that they were in position to win the game. They just needed one more score. If you open it up, you might not be within a, a score. All right, let's go back to the phone, squeeze in some more of these uh, jet calls before I lose my mind. Fred is on uh, is in Long Beach. Fred, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's up, brother? This what is you a got? dumb question, uh, being that they both reside from the same city. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Jets trying to pry Tyrod Taylor from the Giants, maybe for a picks maybe you know a three considering maybe bring it down to a two i don't know if that's too much but uh just your thoughts and i'm gonna listen to you on the radio and let you let you go out go about it all right fred well look the jets don't have a two because that's going to go to the green bay packers for the rogers trade uh but more importantly if the jets wanted to go out and find someone better than trevor simeon i think they would have already done that and i don't think that any team is going to help out the jets so like all the 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 Look at the Giants' offensive line play. There is a, a non-zero percent chance they might need Tyrod Taylor if if Daniel Jones keeps getting hit the way he's been getting hit, right? Like that's the reason why you have backup quarterbacks in case you need them to come in and and save the day or play a couple of games until your 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 starter gets healthy. So there's there's you you have to find a I think a free agent to go out and, and be able to bring in. Uh, but it doesn't seem like, it seems like the Jets have made their choice. And, and whether or not this is the final choice they make in Trevor Simeon, it, it seems like that's the case. Like, for all the talk we have, oh, go Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins. No, 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 they told, they told you what it was. So I, I don't think that there's any team out there who's going to be willing to trade away their backup quarterback because you need a backup quarterback, which just kind of highlights the Jets' plan to keep Zach Wilson as the backup quarterback as, as, being, as, as being as moronic. I don't know the, what other word to use. You got through the season, and the biggest takeaway was, oh, my God, we can't have to live through that again. We, can't, we, can't, we have to go out and get a quarterback who can actually play and, 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 and get us to a level where we can make the playoffs. But the guy who we all agree can't play a lick, let's make him the backup. Let's, let's make him the backup. Oh, we're going to get a 39-year-old? Those guys play every single game every single year. Let's go out to uh, Bobby is in Belmore. Bobby, what's going on? Oh, I before I get to the Jets and stick at the Yankees, you know, the softy manager says, well, we had a great season. Uh, maybe I'm delusional. But hitting second worst in the league in on base percentage and third worst in batting average, 
we would have been fourth if Stan without enough of bats. I, I don't maybe that's not a great season to me, but and all these minor, you know, Judge mentioned it as well as the as the ex prospect for the Yankees that the system, you know, Judge I think applied it that they're bringing up two hundred hitters and you know, these guys hit two hundred because they're going for the home run. They teach them to hit the home run. I mean, you know, that's why all these guys basically suck. And you know, Volpe, I'm not trying to have Volpe hit ten home runs and hit two sixty or two fifty, then have twenty home runs and hit two hundred. I mean, all these guys are hitting two hundred for the minors. I know Dominguez hit well, but let let me get to the to the Jets. Because you know that's something that you know the, the, the lifetime general manager is responsible for, and you know he's got to fix that. Even the captain agreed with it. But uh, now with the Jets, you know what do you expect when you have a 40-year-old quarterback and a guy that sucked last year? And you know how, how can you not? It's, it's almost like malpractice that you don't have a veteran quarterback there from the beginning of the year. I don't understand why the Jets didn't have to do that. Yeah, no, Bobby. I mean that's the question, and thanks for the phone call. That's the question we're all kind of asking ourselves. Right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And Volpe, I think that it was a, a fine season for what you were kind of ace. 22, it was his first season. And in terms of Yankee issues from the course of the year, Volpe was pretty far down the list. He fielded the position just fine. He gave you some some offense at times. Now he has to get better from there, right? He had an OPS plus of like 80. So that that's not what you're looking for long term. But uh, I, I wouldn't expect for Aaron Boone who is endlessly positive and, and is forced to be endlessly positive by the organization to then all of a sudden make a stand and be like, this Volpe guy, he kind of was disappointing. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't expect that.